Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By The Mash Turn, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer and have a nice little chat about beer. I'm Mike Harrison-Wood. I'm Carl Noble. And how are you doing this week, Carl? I'm alright, mate. How are you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm alright. Have you had a nice day so far? Yeah. It's, there's, there's <laughs> you been, don't sound convinced, pal. It's been a lot of last minute research on this one. Right. Spoiler alert, this episode's going to be a bit more technical than usual. Okay. That's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, I don't know if it really counts as a spoiler alert spoiler. if we're like doing the episode. Well, it might, there might be people going like, oh, I wonder how technical they're going to be. Oh, uh, is this going to be a simple one? one? No, it's not. It's not. What, what are we brewing? So, we are brewing a Berliner Weiss. So. Ah, okay. So, this is, this is definitely going to be an interesting episode yes. then. It is a sour. Yep. You don't like sours. Ah, are you um, coming round to well, sours? No, Matt? no. Are you the thing coming is, round to right, sours? So, right, yeah. I don't like the low pH, but I do love the funk. Right. So, interesting, complex, delicious aged sours and stuff with multiple cultures and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Lovely, wicked. I can take that. If it's just a clean kettle sour, not my thing. Right, okay. I mean, I can still drink them. And but you're just not a massive fan. Not, so, not a huge fan. So... We're going for deep funk. Deep funk. Well, n- mm, some funk. <laughs> you, some. I, I think. I think we're just we're gonna have to get into it, mate. All so right. you can like like rather rather than ambiguously talking about levels of funk here. <laughs> yeah. Let's how funk are we talking? Let's here? get brass tacks funk, With, mate. Yeah, we're probably talking a you know a, a solid beat and a little bit of slap, but not every bar. It's, <laughs> it's that level of funk. It's Berliner Weiss. Yes, it's uh, right. It's, <laughs> Talk me through it. It's a sour beer style right. from Germany, um, a few hundred years old. Not as old as some styles, such as yep. Schwarz beer, which we talked about uh, a few episodes ago. And it is a style renowned for having quite a sharp taste to it, and yes, having, yeah, yeah. I mean, having a, a hint of sourness. That's to definitely it. my understanding of a Berliner voice. Yeah, uh, there are modern interpretations of that as well. You'll see. Um, the lines between what a kettle sour is and what a modern interpretation of a Berliner Weiss sort of overlapping quite a lot. In, you seem to find a lot of fruited, yeah, fruited Berliner versions, um just because it's normally somewhere between 2.5% to like 3.5%, uh, sometimes up to 4 yeah. as we'll see. Um, so emphasis on easygoing, that little bit of sourness makes it quite chuggable as well. It's refreshing. Yeah. Um, and it pairs very well with fruit. Um, you know, uh, anything sour sort yes, of yeah, pairs yeah. well with fruit. Yeah. So uh, it, it it does well there. Um, and it's 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 a shame because the traditional the, the more and more I look into it, the traditional form of Berliner Weisses does have a bit more complexity to it. It's less clean. It's less emphasis on being just smashing smash it down your face and forget about it. Yeah. It's more that there is a, a low-level light funk going on, and it is something that you can drink by itself and be interesting. Okay. As well as being tasty and yeah, easygoing. Yeah, like, like, no, like normally when I'm drinking Berliner Weisses, it's normally sort of like summertime, like, you know, 
reasonably warm sort of like day and you want something clean, a little bit sour, nice and refreshing, uh, maybe a little bit fruity. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear that, the, you know, the more traditional was a little bit different. Well, I mean, none of those things were untrue about the traditional ones. It's just also got that level of complexity that's just not as often present okay. in the modern ones. Yeah, because yeah. there is an emphasis on uh, speed of production in, in modern brewing. And, yes, and just yeah, yeah. Going like it, it's much better to bash out a kettle sour in uh, three days extra than yes, it is yeah, to yeah. bash out a Berliner Weiss in you know two years yes extra. yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely because you know or... if it's if it's sat in your cold store it ain't making any money is exactly. it exactly whereas kettle sours you can keep that chugging along yes yeah that turnover lovely um so i, I should probably uh, get into what i'm doing uh yes and... yeah yeah i mean you know are you if you're happy that you've covered the history um th- th- this yeah it's one of those beer stars with there is a lot of history out there yeah and, and how people brought I, all sorts of things we could probably do a whole episode Berlin. just on the history couldn't we yeah it's and and also my recipe like i've tried to go i have tried to go traditional <coughs> but i've not gone super traditional like, okay i'm yeah. not doing some of the things that like uh, decoction mashing and uh using hay and stuff and, yeah and like i'm not I'm not doing that. No. So, <laughs> no, no, we're still trying to keep this at home brewer level. Yes. Uh, and I'm also trying to pitch it for someone who may want to try a sour beer but doesn't really know where to start. Okay. And so something like this might be a good way of doing it if they're afraid of or, or they want to do something more or more complex than the kettle sour. Yeah. But still not like full on lambic. Okay. Style. Somewhere in the middle in the middle there. Give us a breakdown of what you're doing right. then. So First of all, the malt bill. Yeah, it's really, really simple. Okay, it's yeah, got, yeah, I can understand that. It's uh, it's the name is Berliner Weiss. Yeah, so, Weisser. Uh, so there is wheat in there, obviously, but it's not a huge part of it. It's yeah. uh, only about thirty, forty percent, um, and the rest is Pilsner malt. Okay. Traditionally, there would have been more wheat malt, but uh, as I say, putting I think straw in the louter tan sort of yeah. as, as a filtering agent made that more uh possible whereas uh, yeah now, now you'd now, have to be using sort of like um oat husks or something like that to sort of like break things apart exactly so you're not getting like super stuck mash because that's the problem with like any high wheat uh, or high oat beers isn't it yeah the stuck mashes definitely you want to avoid that if yes. you can so i probably could have gone with a bit more wheat than i have done but okay. i just i super don't want that at all being no, a risk no no and uh you know it's it's whether or not that makes a huge difference in the and it's outside of hay flavor. season so exactly exactly uh for the hops uh, i'll get into how much i'm using later but i will say i'm using hallertau herzbrucker right just a, a classic german noble hop um it'll do yeah 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 uh but i'm really not using that much <laughs> and um the interesting thing here uh, not the water profile that we always talk about. It's the culture that I'm putting into it. So you're not just going for a straight pitch then? Not a normal straight pitch. Okay. Right. So What I'll, is it you're using? Yeah, then? I'll give you the rundown. So first up, easy peasy. Everyone's used it. USO5. Obviously. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not getting screaming sour going <laughs> on here, mate. It's, yeah. What's, what, what's the USO5 for? The USO5 is... Not 5 So one of the reasons I'm doing this is to explore brewing sour beers. Okay. And so one of the things I really wanted to avoid is any character whatsoever from 
the Saccharomyces yeast. Uh, okay. that, that's just the, the brewer's yeast. Yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. don't want a big Hot yeasty flavor. flavor. Yes. I, like, I, I yeah, don't yeast want to use, use German wheat beer yeah. that might end up introducing phenolics. Like delicious, yeah, yeah. delicious phenolics uh, sometimes, but I want to know what flavors are from what. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. And, so, and USO5 ferments real clean. Real so. clean. And I'm going to be fermenting quite low. So that's, yeah, 16 degrees. Yep. Easy peasy. It's not going to give too much. Uh, I am also pitching in, obviously, there's has to be an element of sourness. So yep. there is uh, lactobacillus strain. Okay. Um, and I've gone with lactobacillus buchnerii. Right, okay. Uh, by Y yeast. Um, I've heard lots of different... Uh, there are lots of different strains of lactobacillus you can pitch uh, in order to get sour beers. Yeah. Um, for for those that aren't aware, lactobacillus is a bacteria. It's not a yeast, um, and it's it's very good at taking the parts that yeast normally convert into alcohol and instead turning into lactic acid, as well as lots of other things. Yeah. They, they add you know lovely fruity notes, and you get lemony, zesty things sometimes. It's it can be all over the place as well. Now, are you adding this at the same time as the USO5, or are you going to wait for USO5 to get started, uh, do its job, and then add it so it can mop up what's left? Or I am adding them all at the start. Right. Are you just going to mix them in a big big tub and chuck them in? in I'll water? just chuck them all one at a time. Okay. It'll be fine. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> because I've never done this before, I'm not really sure, like how you're going to go about it like i wasn't sure whether or not you did want to wait for uso5 to do its job and drop out and then add the lactobacillus to mop up what's left uh, yeah i, 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 sure. I was going to do that with the third thing that i was going to add right but I'll, I'll get into that um one of the other things I've, I've read up about is the potential uh environment it causes by adding all of them at the same time and yeah, creating a culture that is uh, alive and stable and yeah i mean they're, 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 they're surely they're going to be competing with each yeah. other which is why you know i thought you might wait for one to kind of go to sleep to chuck in the other one yeah but i i think they they do actively survive off the byproducts of the others right well. okay so, so so it's more of a symbiotic relationship yeah. than yeah it is they, they all sort of coexist symbiotically yeah and as you say some of them will race off into the distance leaving the other two behind but yeah. then they'll catch up and start okay eating other bits and it's interesting it, when it you does... start putting all sorts of mad stuff in <laughs> isn't it yeah yeah, I, I'm I'm nervous about how this is going to turn out. But, uh, <laughs> it, it's not going to take over your garage, though. I think you'll be fine. I, yeah, it'll be fine. It's yeah. nice and clean. Container stuff. to your fridge. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I have used uh, Lactobacillus buchnerii. Yeah. Buchnerii. That is a uh, yeah bacteria that makes lactic acid. It's, however, very, very, very afraid of hops. Doesn't like them. Hops bad. Mm-mm. Nope. Yep, no, that seems reasonable. Having, so, so, you, so you're not putting much hops in? I am putting in less than one IBU <laughs> into this beer. Right. Uh, Any reason in particular you're putting it in at all? Um, yes, I am looking to potentially slow down the lactobacillus. Right, okay. A bit. Yeah. So um, one of the other strains that you tend to find in a lot of the traditional uh, Berliner Weisses is a lactobacillus strain uh, called Brevis, lactobacillus Brevis, and that one is more hop tolerant. Okay. Uh, so it, tolerant, not a big fan of. Yeah, yeah. So w- one of the things that you can do with that is hop it quite a lot. Yeah. 
not not quite a lot. You still have to do it quite sort of averagely or middling or lower. Um, and then that will slow down the bacteria but not kill it. And okay. then that allows that souring to be quite a slow process that develops over time. So it ages into the sourness, essentially. Yeah, like it just uh, slowly ticks away. Yeah, yeah. Um, with the Buchneride, it's it's going to happen faster. Okay. But so hopefully like a little bit of hops won't scare it away. Yeah. And slow it down a tiny bit. Oh, Otherwise okay, yeah. it will like fully sour within four or five days, which might be fine. It might not. I mean, it, at some point, it will reach a pH where it can't survive. So yes, yeah, yeah, it will. Yeah, it'll be. Oh, Are you expecting all of this to happen during fermentation, or is this the sort of thing that would continue on through, um, like you know, aging in De- the keg or in the bottle? Depending on how well it does with the small amount of hops I'm throwing in, yep, it will either uh, do it all, do it all the, really yeah. quick, or do it not at all. That's one of the other reasons I, for this recipe. The recipe includes twice as much hops as I'm actually using. Yeah. And part of the reason for that is that if I monitor the pH as things are going, I can always drop in a dry hop. Yep. Bomb, like, poof, there yeah, it goes. Yeah. Leave it in there, and hopefully that will grind the, the lactobacillus to a halt if it is going too fast. Yep. Or at least slow it right down. Um, although, you know, I'm... I'm plucking the numbers out of thin air so i don't, I don't really well, know I mean, that, that's that's, that's the joy of home brewing isn't it is is you can give this a try and go oh whiffed it, whiffed it. That didn't work. <laughs> like, yeah. let's let's work out what didn't go well and adjust that variable yeah um but there is a third thing that i'm also adding third thing is it it's another yeast right and it is one that a lot of people will know it's bretonomyces yep a uh, renowned wild yeast yep. uh, known for its funk giving abilities it's funk magic man it's funk magic <laughs> shove that in your get, funk hole get, get, oh, no, no no don't don't uh, put anything in your funk hole no uh but i'm i'm using one particular strain uh called bretonomyces clausenii yeah uh which is uh notorious for being on the milder side a, a, a bit more of a subtle funk going on there like yeah. you'll, you'll still pick up some nice fruity esters and, and that sort of thing but awesome. it's it's not going to dominate because that was another characteristic of one of the of the traditional Berliner Weisses that is that they did have a small amount of Brettanomyces funk. Okay, but not anything that ever dominated. It's all like it's there if you want it. Yeah, so 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 it should be a subtle undertone. Yeah, and um, they are often uh, the Brettanomyces strains are often the dominating factor in a lot of the the sort of the very old bottles of Berliner Weiss that have been unearthed. You know. Yes. 50 years after the brewery's gone under and that type of thing. Now, um, one of the things with Brett yeah. is it's quite pervasive in your equipment. Yes. So are you... Have you got a, a new fermenter, separate fermenter? <laughs> what, like, like, how, you're, you're infecting your kit here with Brett, mate. Yeah. Right. So this is also somewhat of a swan song for my dear old plastic tub fermenter. Right. Okay. So you, you you're giving it one last one last hurrah. Yeah. So that is something worth bearing in mind for anybody who's uh, thinking about doing this style of beer or thinking about like maybe trying this recipe, mm-hmm. um, because this recipe is actually available. Yes, it is on the maltmiller.co.uk. Uh, you can go and have a look. It's called Billiner Advisor. Yeah. Easy peasy. And uh, yeah, you can buy it and you can see just how few hops are in it and just how many other things are. Yeah, it. Like, it, 
I, it, it is handy having access to because we're in partnership with these guys um and like we have access to just such a wide range of uh yeast and you know it is quite interesting being able to play about with these things but brett is always one of the ones that slightly worried me and i went oh i don't really know if i want that in my kitchen but, yeah you know you can have it in your garage i guess and yeah yeah it'll be fine in the garage um, yeah if you are interested in doing it though just bear in mind that that fermenter is probably going to be a brett fermenter from this point on <laughs> it's true and it's it's one of the because i'm looking to upgrade to something that it's a bit more stainless steel okay and i mean entirely or just like bands of stainless steel around your plastic <laughs> <laughs> just a bit more just yeah. a, just a bit more stainless steel than the other one yeah i'm just gonna stainless coat it yeah no, okay no. i imagine uh, you're going for a full stainless yeah fermenter. right okay. and then that will mean uh a it, it'll be brand new and fresh and so the next beer i do i won't have to worry too much about infections but it also means that if i ever do want to do this type of thing again it will be very easy to completely and thoroughly sanitize everything yes yeah because that is one of the downsides to the plastic ones is they're not mm. as easy to sanitize as soon as you start getting scratches or anything like that like i mean i replace my not that i really use plastic fermenters anymore but i used to replace my plastic fermenters like every year essentially mm. uh, just the same one for two and a half years now yeah. i think it's, well, it's just because like, like any any scratch or anything like that in the plastic which can happen quite easily uh nasties can, can get in there and it's quite difficult to thoroughly clean uh, mm. plastic buckets if you've got the little micro scratches or anything especially if you use something like brett but if this does work out for you yeah are you going to keep that plastic bucket <laughs> as, as just the sour as, as your sour bucket it depends how it works out for me i guess i mean you don't like i mean you you, you say you don't mind sour so having a sour bucket probably not really that much use mm. for you um so we'll see uh, i do tend to once a year make a kettle sour for my wife as well so that's true. i might i might just keep that as plus it's much bigger than i need it to be i think it's it's like 50 60 liters yeah whereas most recently i've been brewing beers that are at most 25 liters so yes yeah yeah and uh, there are lots of worries about headspace and, and, and that type of thing yeah. and i think getting a smaller stainless steel fermenter with uh, the ability to have pressure as well yes is something that's just gonna up my game yeah definitely yeah but yeah that's uh that's the recipe that's the, um, this I'm is definitely <laughs> i'm not i'm not surprised because this definitely is more technical this this is probably one of the most adventurous um sort of fermentation profiles i think we've yeah looked at. yeah and it's it's weird because some parts of it are so simple yeah like the 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 temperature steps are yeah. just 16 leave it until it's done yeah yeah nice or, and, easy. and then shove it in a keg that a well sanitized keg that I will have to fully take apart when I've, when I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, so, but, so, so so you haven't got a keg that you give them one last hurrah to as well. No, I I've got a a soda water line. Yeah. Uh, at home, so yeah. I was just going to put it on there instead, and then when it's done with, I'll just use it for water again, so that there's nothing that. Yeah. So you can't the, get the, infection. Yeah, that the way. Brett can't get into anything because it's just water. Yeah. No. No. Fair enough. Yeah um that's that's the plan that's the plan but, but so so some bits easy peasy but yeah just getting that first sort of pitching thing yeah I, and just i mean obviously you've done the research on the recipe but that, that it's another one of those where you know you're not leaving yourself places to hide 
No, it's going to be quite. If, if it, it either is works wrong, or it doesn't. Yeah, if it's wrong, it's going to be very wrong. Um, yeah, but but you never know. Could be very good. That's true. That's true. That's and one of the great things when you're messing around with funk flavors <laughs> is like you could whiff it. Yeah, well, that that whiff could go real, real well for you. Yeah. So depending on whether or not my plan with the hops works with yeah. the lactobacillus, it could also be quite a a, a, a time dependent beer as well yeah. a beer a beer that starts out tasting one way and then you try it every month and it's just it's always changing yeah. always different um as, as uh, I, I like the those types of beers in, though. As the lacto kicks in as yeah we'll see I, I, i'm i'm looking forward to it man i think it's going to be a good uh yeah i think it's going to be a good one yeah and uh i i must say i'm, I'm hugely grateful to the people who run the who run milk the funk yeah. and the milk the funk podcast as well it's 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 a if you are interested in researching some of the uh, harder aspects of sour beers yeah definitely go and check out milk the funk it's it's a it's a fantastic sour beer and and fermentation in general it's not just beer uh wikipedia sort of yeah. thing um and they do a fantastic podcast there's one particular episode where they have um uh, benedict koch on who right. it, he I, yeah he's just hands down the most knowledgeable person about Berliner Weisses I've ever could listened we, to. Could we not have contacted him to get uh, him on the show as like a guest? He could be sat nice. he could be sat in my living room right now. That's true. You'd make him a cup of tea. I could have made him a nice cup of tea. But yeah. he's not here, is he? No. We've got me and you. Yeah. Two idiots talking into a microphone. Oh well. Each. A microphone each as well. Is that, well I, I mean if you want to listen to him, go and listen to that episode. I think I probably um, will, Matt. Um, yeah. It's I'll nice. give it a listen. Um, before we go and grab any beers, yeah. should we probably have a little bit of beer ye, beer ye. Oh, God, he's got it's some beer news. Time for the beer news. You weren't, you weren't quite as enthusiastic as you normally is about oh, one. Oh, all right, shall What's, I do it again? What, no, 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 no. Don't beer ye. Oh, God. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, right. no. So, okay. what, what is the beer ye this week? So, uh, this week is slightly on topic. Okay. It is about a brewery that specialises in sour beers. Everyone's favourite UK-based sour beer brewery, Chilton. Okay, Chilton are lovely. They're a banging brewery. They're very good. I, I, I like, like their sour beer. Like if I see a beer on tap by them, it's like, yeah, ah, that's going to be good. Yeah, I you're going to at least try it. Yeah, and it's and it's normally exceptionally good. The the guy behind them, Mike Marcus, he's 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 very good at not only understanding uh, the the sort of the flavors of sour beers and 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 what makes a good blend of different things and blah yeah. blah but he's also very good on the science of everything yeah. he even got a shout out on that milk the funk podcast did he yes as as uh, someone who is making traditional berliner vices the right way excellent so go and investigate that yeah anyway uh he has now ceased brewing in the UK. That's why you weren't as enthusiastic about your beer ye. Yeah. Because maybe. it's it's a little bit sad, but also exceptionally good for them though, isn't it's it? It's good because they are basically moving to Belgium to be a Belgian brewery. <laughs> there you go. So, like so you so like sad sad for us because we're losing like a really awesome brewery on our mm. doorstep, but great also because great they them. because well for them and for us in the long run, because they're now yeah. moving to like I'm assuming bigger premises to yeah uh, well Mike's uh, promised it to everyone on Twitter that they his beers will be available in the UK. There you um, go then. Yeah, they are basically he's teamed up with a, uh, a contract brewer right called Dipruf. Yeah, Pruf. I, 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 yeah, sorry, sorry, I, mean, I, I, I think I think, um, I think you got it. 
Yeah, and so they've teamed up. So he's going to be brewing Chalton beers right. uh, with them. And, and they're going to continue brewing that. Whilst he can then knuckle down and focus on his Lambic beers that he's making right. in Belgium as well. And the problem with Lambics is you're not really going to get any results at, until at least two or three years in. Right, okay. So he's 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 going to be apparently same same branding, yeah. same name, okay, same beers. Same Chilton. Same Chilton, brewed in Belgium, right, and imported to the UK. Well, there you go. So, you I go. mean, maybe slightly more expensive. Potentially. But, you know, it's kind of worth it because, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, they make banging beer. Yeah, and I'm super excited about the lambic stuff yes. that is going to oh, end up coming out God, in a few years good. time it's going to be so good yeah well cheers uh should we get a beer i think that's a good idea mate. i'm parched right what we've got here the mic so first up we've got first something up. a little bit weird <laughs> oh i mean it looks like beer it looks like beer it uh, is beer isn't it yeah okay good it is beer. I'll, I'll drink it well then. under certain definitions maybe not no, it's oh. uh, anyway. It's a beer that I've managed to get <laughs> you, hold of. You keep from, saying like you're trying to convince me it's beer. Yeah, uh, I've managed to get hold of from someone. I'm not going to say who. Okay. Um, where they were making a New England IPA style session beer. Okay. So we're talking somewhere in the four four percent, uh-huh. uh, four four and a half percent sort of range. Yeah. They were going quite bold with no bittering hops. Yeah. One hundred percent dry hop. Right. And before the dry hop could happen, it uh-huh. got an infection of lactobacillus. <laughs> well, that was... So they've been accidental balinovice. Sort of. In the... Yeah. So there, there is a lot of... Um, there is USO5 in there as well. And lactobacillus. Okay. And it's made, yeah, an, an accidental... I guess you could call it a wild ferment, but it's not really uh, and it's not really a Berliner vice because no. it's going to be quite sort of oaty in the malt base yeah and, yeah yeah uh, they didn't they didn't mention what the malt base was um but yeah okay i mean it it looks like beer it looks like beer it, it's obviously a bit cloudy and i'm assuming that's the oats if you were going for if Potentially. Uh, yeah if they were going for a new england style yeah um it's smells like beer but it smells like it smells like wort like does it, it does well no I, I mean if it does to yeah you, then it does like, to you but that's, that's obviously the lack of hops you see ah, because that's, that's what you're smelling is yes the lack I, of. i'm smelling i'm actually smelling the lack of something not mm. not the presence of something Whereas, because no, like normally beer would smell like this anyway but it would also have a hop aroma mm, uh, right. on top of it where this obviously doesn't so this has no hops at all this has ended up with zero hops. I'm going to give Nothing. it. A, I'm going to give it a try no, in the old hole. But I, I see. To me, that smells quite intense. That that smell of a of a sour beer. Wow. And big complex aromas. But what are you tasting? It, I'm tasting. Um, it's definitely sour. It's not super sour though. No. It's it, it's the sort of level I would expect from a Berliner Weiss. Um, but yeah, that. That lack of hops is quite interesting. It tastes quite cereally. Okay. Th- that, that's what I'm getting. You're getting so, that malt. Yeah. I did, um, a while back, you may remember, a Weetabix beer. Yes. This reminds me of, like, a sour version of that beer. <laughs> because we, introduced be- lacto to it. And- well, well, because, for, like, for that one, I didn't... I, very, like, 
very very sparse hopping mm. um but i did also add um milk sugar to it but okay. that this it has a very similar sort of cereal taste to that yeah like but, I, but again i think it's i'm tasting the lack of something not tasting the presence of something yeah i i can see what you mean about the malt but i think that the the fruitiness that is going on yeah. in that is huge that sort of almost lemon bite and and it peach is going on sort of it's like juicy and dry at the same time yeah it's a juicy dry little it's a juicy dry hopless pale man yeah so but... i mean and then, and then there was also the certain definitions where beer had to have hops in it in order to yeah and this beer. hasn't had so any hops technically... in it at all so technically it's not beer yeah. it's fermented wort yeah with souriness but yeah so this is basically just malt water and this is going. It's very nice. Yeah. Like. So and I mean, it's a sour I can drink because it's a. It's not too sour, and b. Yeah. There's enough complexity going on. Well, that's it. Like that's it. it. It it does have complexity. It's not just like ah, oh, it's sour, slightly alcoholic. Yeah. Like barley water. Yeah. It's, like it's not like someone's just added lactic acid. To no. 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 There, there there definitely is um like a complexity there, which is quite interesting. I quite like it. Yeah. I, I've, it's I've weird. I've, I've drunk more of it in the, in the past, and yeah, I'll continue to drink some. It's very, it is weird. I'll give it that. Yeah, I, it's very nice, but I think that I, I don't know why the lack of hops has really thrown me. <laughs> it doesn't uh, even necessarily need that much hops. I, I shouldn't have told you. I should. I should have just said, "Try it. What do you think?" And yeah. you know, that has no hops, and you would have gone, "What? What?" I think my I think my eyes would have melted. To be honest, mate. Yeah. So here's if you are looking for an experiment. This type of thing could be another route to go down. Hopless beer. Hopless. Get some lacto in there with some USO five. See what just, happens. Yeah, see what happens. Because mm. there, you know, there there are some lacto strains that are renowned for this type of sort of lemony citrus. Yes, yeah, yeah, sharpness. definitely. Uh, I think planetarum or something like that is. Yeah. So lactobacillus planetarum is yeah you, and you can buy isolated strains of that as well so i'm guessing this one obviously there's no idea of actually what strain no no idea Magic. i mean you know not not very helpful for our listeners but you know <laughs> um it's an interesting experiment but you know before before we kind of chew too much into this should we get another beer yeah, that our I listeners can, can try as well yes Okay, what have we got now? Uh, well, so we've got a uh, beer by brewery that is uh, not just close to our hearts, but also close to us geographically. Oh. Siren Craft. Yeah. So, ju- so just up the road, it's one of our local breweries, um, and they do a dry-hopped Berliner Weiss called Calypso. Okay. Now, Calypso is a very interesting beer because they, I mean, they've been brewing it for years. Yeah. But they always mix up the hops, whatever they're, yeah, yeah. they're dry-hopping it with. They don't just dry-hop it with the same thing every time. So what you can do is you can go to their website, stick in the batch number, and it will tell you. What and the it'll dry tell hops you. Are. It'll tell you what the dry hops yeah. are. So what what we're looking at at the moment is Equinox, Cascade, Mosaic, and Simcoe. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. a bit different, a bit different from your traditional um, blend advice, really, because they're dry hopping it. Yeah, you wouldn't traditionally dry hop. No, you wouldn't. I, and I do wonder whether or not. Well, I mean, I don't know what they've used to sour it. Because you're no, saying I'm that the hops sure. hops probably aren't that good, but I suppose if they're sticking it in, if you're sticking it in after the sourness has, has crept in, then so yeah, that's probably that's quite. Fine. A, it's probably quite a good way of actually controlling the sourness, I guess, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, if you go the, that's sour enough, dry hop. <laughs> it's it's one of the key 
components of doing a kettle sour is yeah. is that by boiling it you kill the bacteria and yeah. since you've killed the bacteria there's nothing wrong with hopping it so there you go hop away i mean it, it looks very similar it looks to very similar it's very different on the nose yes yeah and i it's you can smell the hops yeah you can there's a big wide fruity cornucopia aroma of 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 hops and yeah. uh there's something a, a little bit phenolic spicy going on there as well but not huge just something that makes it obvious that this isn't just a hoppy pale ale this yes there's, there's something else going on yeah i mean like by all means stick it in your mouth and and see how you feel about it because it smells fantastic hmm yes that is good more sour more more, more sour, sour yeah. more sour more sweet as well um the the other one as as you said was a lot drier yes yeah this yeah. is it's it's got that sweetness and it's also got more sour yeah um, and but more more hop flavor as well more fruity going on there it's more fruity just more intense i think i mean yeah. like we do have to bear in mind that actually the last one we drank wasn't a balloon of ice no and um it was also not supposed to be the way it is yeah <laughs> you're not what i you're wanted you're not what you're supposed to be um but we still love you uh this <laughs> however is exactly what they want and it's it's lovely yeah i mean like Sciencraft know exactly what they're doing. Like they've mm. been they've been brewing this beer for years now. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it has quite the following. Yeah, in in Reading, in in specific um, terms, yes. in in the pubs that we frequent, um, it has converted more people to sour beers than which is basically brilliant. any other sour I can think of. Like it, it, it's absolutely fantastic that there there is such a um, I don't know, a good a good brew a good beer to go oh you know if you like pale ales and you like all of that have you tried this sour beer oh no i don't like sour beers ah but give it give it a try it's like oh that's actually quite nice because the dry hopping makes it more accessible i think yeah more familiar um where there's only one variable that's been tweaked yes yeah and i wonder if that's maybe why they decided against adding brett to make it a bit more traditional Uh, yeah there there is there is that that is one flaw about this um Berliner Weiss is that there is a quite drastic lack of funk. No funk. No funk. The, the I want funk's the funk. left. The funk's gone. Hashtag uh, bring the funk. It's <laughs> always bring the funk. <laughs> that's probably it's, that's probably already a hashtag. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Damn it. Uh but it's 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 very clean. Yes. Very clean. There, yeah, yeah. there is a low sourness uh, a low pH giving quite a uh, sourness to yeah, it. Yeah, but, but there's not it's not really there's there's not really that oomph behind it that lets you know that this is a sour beer before yeah. you even feel the sourness. I mean, it's complex, but it's complex for a different reason. Yeah, it's it, the complexity comes from the balance of the hops yes. and the sweetness and the sourness, yeah. which I am very impressed with. Like considering they managed to do that, like in each iteration, yeah, they man- they, they managed to get it. So it's still Calypso. Yeah, they because uh, that that's as you mentioned. One of the things is that they change the uh, varieties of hops they use when they're dry hopping it yeah. and yeah they're, they're always interesting they're, but and they are always different uh, like it, it's it's especially good if you can taste them side by side two different batches yes that yeah have very different hops and you can taste the difference but as you say it still tastes like calypso it's just yeah but it's just like calypso with just different bits yeah it's, it is very impressive i mean you know hats off to them and i am enjoying their new branding as well yes yeah, you know, a nice some, little 330 cans. Yeah, it is something to do well. Um, 
Should we try another beer? Go on then. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? So, uh, well, there's two important things to bring up about this beer. Tell me the first important thing about this beer. Right, so this is a Spanish brewery. Is that the first important thing? <laughs> no, uh, but it's the it, it's the style that they've called it. Um, right. Conforms very closely to uh, what Benedict Koch was saying. Okay. In in the uh, Milk the Funk episode on Berliner Weisses, is that Berliner Weiss is... I, I think it's a protected term in Germany. Right. And um, so technically you're not really supposed to call something Berliner Weiss unless it's made in Berlin. I, think. Well, I mean, we've had this with several beer stars before, yeah. haven't we? And so uh, what he recommends that you do is you just, you call it the place where it's brewed Weiss. <laughs> right. And so this is a Barcelona Weiss. Barcelona Weiss. So yours yeah. is going to be a... Reading a voice? Yeah, Reading Vice. Reading a voice. Yeah. It's definitely sounds Reading a voice, yeah. Reading a voice. <laughs> yeah. Um the the second point is that it's done with cherries, which brings me on to Mitch Schuss. Which Of I, course it does. It Why does. wouldn't it bring you <laughs> on to Mitch Schuss? Uh, have you have you heard of Schuss? Uh, uh, or Schuss? No, Schuss. No, Schuss is saying <laughs> goodbye, isn't it? And I then, believe so, yeah. Yeah, and then Schuss is is what it is. Uh, it is it's, what it is. it's just basically a cordial. Um, and right. It's, so in, in Germany, um, in Berlin, one of the things that can happen when you ask for a pint of Berliner Weisse yeah, yeah. is that they will say green or red, essentially. Red or right. green. Uh, the green is a cordial that's made with woodruff. Right. And then the red is raspberries, I think. Okay. That's raspberries. There might be some other fruits. So the Berliner Weisse um, is actually a base for... For a cordial. Mixing. Yeah. Because it's so weak and so sour, some people do like to cut it. Yes, yeah, a yeah. a bit more intense. And so that is one of, that's not the, it's one of the traditional ways of consuming great. It's like, Berliner Weiss. It's like Berlin, using Berliner Weiss as a tonic. Yeah, essentially. Imagine a gin and gin and voice. Gin and voice. Gin and voice. <laughs> and it's, and... Many modern day breweries are finding out just how lovely it is a style to pair with fruit. Yes. And so, here we go. A Barcelona Vice with cherries. I, it looks amazing. It looks like it's had some cordial in it. it smells amazing. What's the percentage? What? what? Uh, 5.4. Okay, so on the, the, the heavier end. Yeah. Well, it's a, you know, it's a Barcelona Vice. Barcelona Vice. I, di- I love the... Um... The can. I love the can, mate. And with Wizard Brewing. Yes. I don't know anything about Wizard Brewing. No, nor do I, but I mean, you know, there's a great monkey on the front of this. Yeah. And the beer is Sea Watch. Sea Watch. Sea Watch. Sea Watch. As in, like, look at the watch. Look at your time. Yeah. What's the time? Uh, uh, sea <laughs> Watch. Sea Watch. How's, how, how are you smelling it there? Well, I mean, I know how you're smelling it. Yeah, you're smelling it is, with your nose. Are you enjoying it? There is cherries. There is a light sour beer funk that I'm I'm just. Do you think it's going to be Brett? No. Uh, one of the things they do say. No Brett. No. Uh, they they they're <laughs> actually very transparent with what they put in. Okay. And they have specified what yeast they've used. Right. So it's a uh, Bry ninety seven. Okay. Bry ninety seven. Uh, I'm not familiar with it myself, 
Um, and then they've also said that they have added lactobacillus. Right, okay. So, so they, might, they, they have an identified Brit, so chance off they've been that transparent, they would have put Brit on if they had used it. Yes, essentially. So there, there might fair. be some extra flavours uh, similar to the um, the other, the first beer we had. Yeah. The, there are flavours that are produced by lactobacillus outside of lactic acid itself. Um Sorry, I just tried <laughs> it. You just had a sip. I just tried it, mate. Well, how is it? So good. Get, oh, get, get, get it in your neck hole. Go on. That is so juicy. And the cherry's so subtle. I was expecting this really sickly cherry cordial taste, but that's, that's not... big, isn't it? That's... Yeah, but it's it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, I was, I, was, I was expecting like a sickly cordial sort of like yeah. artificial sort of taste. But it's not yeah, like, like a creek sort of yeah, level of cherry. But, but it's dry it's, cherry. It's really subtle and like kind of it's there and mm. lovely, but it pairs so perfectly with that like Berliner Weiss flavour grouping. Yeah, it's not it's definitely a beer still. It's not I wouldn't really call good. it even that sour. No, especially it's not. not after it's the sour calypso. like you would expect from a cherry. Yeah. Yeah, fruity sourness rather yes, than yeah. like specifically like a lacto beer sourness. Yeah, like it doesn't it doesn't make you want to suck in your own lips. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. I th- I I wonder if they've um, purposefully used cherries that perhaps are a little bit tart in this, possibly in order to boost it. That uh, that is also one of the fantastic things with pairing sour beers with other types of fruits is that. And it, uh, a little bit of a lowering of the pH doesn't matter, so you yes, can get yeah, away yeah. with things like blackberries and and yeah. rhubarb and yeah. and like l- l- lots of stuff that traditionally is quite intense. Yeah, to be honest, and you can just yeah chuck it in. Doesn't matter. Well, hats off to those guys. Yeah, cheers, uh, Garage Beer Co. Garage Beer Co. from Barcelona. I have to go down there, mate. They're open till two a.m. Uh, tonight, yeah, oh, we got a few. I, hours. Ju- I, ju- I just googled to see when the tap room was open till yeah two a.m. Mate, uh, how quickly can we get to Barcelona? Probably in time. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> if, so. if we didn't do anything else, that's it. Episode's over. Yeah, sorry, uh, we're going to go to Barcelona now. Bye. Uh, <laughs> no, we're not, because um, you know, consummate professionals. We're going to sit here and we're going to drink more beer. Mm. More beer, Mike. Oh, it's just <laughs> it is de- it's developing as well. I was expecting because it's quite clean. Okay. Yeah. Funk wise, it's low. Yeah. It's not none. It's not none like the Calypso. Yeah. It's just, it's low. But it is developing. And I am picking up more of that cherry and less yeah, of yeah. that beer as 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 time goes on. So, I, yeah, I'm going to sit and drink this. I can, I, I can tell you really enjoyed that because when I went more beer, Mike, you ignored it completely <laughs> and just carried on talking about how good the beer was. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, I thought you meant more of this beer. Yeah. <laughs> Mike likes it. Yeah. Uh, should we get a different beer, Mike? Oh, should we have one of ours? Yeah, go on then. All right. All right, all right. It's time for the final gravity on... Well, we're going to do two. Okay. We're going to start with my um, chocolate and coffee stout. Ooh. So a chocolate and coffee stout we did, uh, uh, I don't know, a couple of months back. This um, is with Kit at, at Sirencraft. No, not uh, uh, in the pub yes. with Sirencraft. Yes. 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 So, so, so this is the beer I brewed off the back of that. Yes. Um, so this I decided to go for uh, dry coffeeing. Yeah. So I basically cold brewed coffee in the beer post-fermentation uh, and the chocolate... Um, 
or the cocoa nibs, they were soaked in a peated whiskey Oof. for two weeks, Oof. and then that whole thing was dropped in nice. for about yeah. five days nibs before it was all. racked off. Nibs and all, mate. Nibs nice. and all. So there's actually, there's only about four, four and a half percent. It's actually okay. not a very strong stout. It smells big. It, like, I mean, it's, it's definitely coffee. Dark as well. Like that, it's light absorbing darkness. Yeah. It's 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 super coffee. Not sure I'm getting much chocolate or peated whiskey, unfortunately, in the smell. Yeah, but the coffee is quite overpowering. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm also getting a bit of dark, dark beer sort of aromas as well, which yeah. is good. Have a little try, see how you feel. How is it? Cool. Yeah, <laughs> nice. I I love a coffee stout uh, at, at the best of times. Yeah. And, um, How's that one for you? That's that's big for what four and a half percent. I yeah. I've tasted washier ones at five and a half. Like, yeah. I think that's 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 big. It is very big. The coffee is really there as well, yeah. isn't it? I don't, that whiskey might just be tickling away at the back there. Oh, I'm going yeah. to have another little go. Have, have, have another little go on it. Like, th- this is one I'm quite proud of. So this is out of it's bottle. There. It's there. Second sip. Second, yeah. second sip. Second whiskey. Sip. Oh, you've, got, you've nailed that level then. Yeah. Pete is not easy to... Pete, Pete is he's, he's a ruthless man. Ah, so, that's good. This is, this is out of a bottle, not out of a keg. Uh, so in the keg, it'll be higher carbonation. Yeah. Um, slightly higher carbonation than what it is out of the bottle. Um, I actually found that the the final gravity was slightly higher than I expected it to be. Nice. That can only help. Well, it just means style. it's not as strong as I expected it to be. So there should yeah. be a residual sweetness there. Um and I think what's happened is I think the yeast went dormant a little bit earlier than I expected. So when I've actually racked it off, uh, I've carbonated this the same way I'd carbonate everything in bottle. And the carbonation's not really there that much. It's not, it's still it's not flat by any means, yeah. but the carbonation's not super strong. So I'm wondering whether or not it, the yeast is you, gone a bit dormant. Yes. Have you stored it cold or is it uh, room it's temperature? It's been stored room temperature. Okay. It's been stored in my hallway. So, so there's no reason why it shouldn't have... No no in. particular reason at all. Okay. I just think maybe the yeast um, potentially got a bit of a shock from adding the whiskey or, um, mm. you know, who, who knows? Like it's, it's yeast. It does weird things sometimes. <laughs> it does what it wants. Um, but yeah, it did. It didn't quite go down as far as I wanted it to, but... That's okay because actually that percentage is still quite nice and it adds a residual sweetness. Yeah, which I'm quite enjoying. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely coating as well. And, and yes, it, and I think it gives big, it a bigger mouth feel. So yeah. that the extra sweetness makes up for the fact that it's not as alcoholic. Yeah, so it doesn't Easy. taste as thin. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's one I'm really proud of, and I am quite looking forward to trying it on keg because I expect the additional carbonation will help bring out some of the other notes, potentially maybe lift the chocolate note up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It and, will and put more the, coffee on the nose. Yeah, you, but you might end up with more of the, the, the sort of fruitier coffee aromas rather yeah. than uh, the, the the sort of just roast and nothing else. It just, it just smells like cold brew coffee. That's the thing. Like, yeah. I'm smelling it and it's just like... It's it's like when I smelt the bag of coffee. And yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really yeah. do that much. I, I did... I, I put in the amount... I would brew the amount of coffee I would put into cold brew if I was brewing a liter of cold brew. Right. That's how much coffee I put in. I didn't I didn't put in enough coffee for 20 liters of home brew. You put yeah, a cold brew. I put in a 20th of that because yeah. I didn't want it to be like drinking just 
a pint of cold brew coffee. That's not what I want. <laughs> I want there I want are to... some beers that are that do go for that. Yes, vibe. yeah. But I fine. wanted the coffee to be there, but not over yeah. overpowering. Well, I think the the is the chocolate coming through. Like I mean, <sighs> I, like it's difficult to tell because there's so much else going on. Yeah, I the chocolate gets a bit lost. However, I think your ratio of peated whiskey to coffee is seriously banging. That, yeah, that's oh, I couldn't. I yeah. I I think that's a type of thing that it's very hard to get that level of peat whiskey. I'd like to say that I it was through any level of uh, experimentation, but it was largely just from things I've done in the past. Yeah, where like where I've added alcohols of different things to different um to different beers. So how how much into twenty liters? It was it was two hundred mil. 200 mil of peated whiskey is what i used for um the tincture yeah so that 100 grams of cocoa nibs with 200 mil of the peated whiskey and then that sat for two weeks and then that was added mm. into um the coffee into the into yeah, the stuff lovely it's there if you want it and it's not there if you don't it's it's, yeah. it's the right level yeah it'll, like I say, it'll be interesting to see how this uh changes uh in keg yeah so yeah, yeah. i'm looking forward to it mm. it's gonna be nice but Next one. Uh, so we're not going to do any little sting in between. Um, have a sip of a Berliner voice. Okay. To clean any, your any palate. Any particular one? Uh, I mean, I'm going for the cherry one because right. it's, it's, it, it was right there in red. It's close. So I'm just yeah, using it as a, as, a, as a bit of a, a palate cleanser just in between the stouts. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Sour. <laughs> it, it's very sour compared, compared to what yeah. we just ate. So what the next one, it's another stout. Oh, good. This is the Imperial Milk Stout we did. Ooh, let's go. So, so this is ten and a half percent. That's so different. Uh, chocolate. Uh, the cocoa nibs in this was soaked in crack and rum. Yeah, heavy demerara, so it'll be a little bit thinner because a lot of the alcohols the come from the yeah. from, from the Belgian candy sugar. Um, but the flavors should be quite intense. Um, the aroma is big. <laughs> the aroma is big. You have got a lot of brown sugar, treacle. Uh, oh, and it just, just in it, yeah. just mate, just all of that the demerara stuff. Yeah, and maybe maybe even some of the rum as well is yeah. just, just kicking out of this unavoidably. And oh. you, you've had a sip. How's it? How's it? Oh, mate, it's there. Like it's all there, and the sweetness from the uh, the lactose as well, the milkiness. Right, mm. that's that's that dang- big. It's danger juice. <laughs> that tastes big. That is like a a weak sweet rum. Yeah. So the, the, like this is kind of a, a rehashing of a recipe I did years ago, uh, which was like my millionaire's shortbread mm. stout, and that's essentially what this is. So it's got that caramel hit, um, which is what I wanted. It's got the chocolateiness, um, and it's got the. The sweetness, that almost sort of like butteriness that you would get from shortbread. Mm. Um, it's another one I'm I'm quite pleased on. This is out of bottle. Again, I have this on keg as well. Um, yep. It's going to be a big Christmas. Um, <laughs> and Dark yeah, beer fans love it. Like this one was carbonated in exactly the same way as the other stout. Mm. And the carbonation level is completely different. So it's interesting. It's yeah, it's it can be a bit unpredictable, especially as you say if the yes. yeast has gone dormant. Yeah, yeah, that 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 can happen, um, and you can always rouse the yeast. But I mean, by the time um, it was there, I was like, no, no, that's an, that's an acceptable final gravity for me. 
I wasn't overly concerned with bottle bombs because that is something you do have to be cautious about. Oh, yes. Is yeah. if your yeast has gone dormant, you bottle it, add sugar, you could have roused the yeast and there could still be plenty of residual sugar in the beer mm. that the yeast hasn't taken care of yet and you can end up overcarbonating and popping a bottle. Yeah, not good. Um, I, I've had I've had a bottle break. Um, luckily, no one was in the room at the time. But. Yeah, because when they go off, they go off like a rocket, don't yeah. they? Well, it's just a, almost a grenade. You know, yeah. it's, it's lots of glass <laughs> A beer grenade about. covered in glass. Yeah, not fun. L- luckily, that one was just a weak bottle rather than the batch. None of the other bottles in that batch had any problems even remotely like that so. yeah so how do you feel about that income i mean not necessarily in direct comparison with the other stout because obviously they are different yeah but- yeah it's nice having them as the contrast though i i personally um especially with darker beers i tend to like them a little bit weaker like in that four yes. to five percent range I yeah think is is my sweet spot and so for me and the fact that i love peated whiskey so much it's going to be the coffee stout yeah, no, I mean that's, that's that that is fair enough. I, I like it's. I think it's winning for me as well, to be honest. Yeah, uh, it if if you are a fan of that brown sugar vibe, yeah, definitely this this one is going to be right up your alley. The 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 strong one. Yeah, uh, both recipe kits are available mm. um, on Malt Miller's website. Although no peated whiskey. Uh, no peated whiskey. These are the things you're going to have to add yourself. Uh, but you know, please do listen to the episodes um, and you know. Obviously, you are, if you're listening to this episode, then you get the extra little bits which we're missing out of that episode. Um, but I think that's all we have time for, really. Yeah. Do, do, do either of us know what we're brewing next? No. I mean, okay. the thing is, it's it's coming up to Christmas time, so I'm thinking maybe something a little bit special. I'll have a think this week, mm. uh, and we'll stick a tweet out or something. I, I was thinking about doing maybe a London porter. A London so, porter? Yeah. Try and maybe, really, some, maybe something for the new year then? Yeah. Maybe maybe really get the most out of our water. <laughs> okay. Like, 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 well, I think we'll stick that in the back burner. I've got yep. some ideas for what I want to do next. Oh, it'd um, be in a new fermenter as well. Oh, that'd be oh, fun. lovely. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'll, I'll stick a tweet out in the week once I've decided. Um, and yeah, if you do follow us on Twitter... Um, we're just at by the mash tun if you don't already follow us on twitter so you know yep. give us a shout if you've got any questions um we will try to answer as much as we can if we don't know the answer to a question we will find out or we will point you in the right direction for the answer to that question if you've got any questions on equipment ingredients various things like that please do contact our partners the malt miller um mm. you can find them on twitter you can find them online just google the malt miller yeah um, or the malt miller.co.uk or type it into the search bar at the top if you yeah, wish you know with old school fingers. style yeah. you can even do https no one does colon that. no one does that anymore, hyphen, hyphen. just no, it's slash, slash like, oh, if i say google the malt miller you'll find it and that's probably going to be your quickest yeah. way of doing it but yeah find them on twitter give them a shout they're really helpful um you know they've helped me out loads over the years that i've been brewing um other than that Thanks for listening. Yeah. And we'll see you in two weeks. Goodbye.